0: This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, JOY. Keep JOY on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. JOY, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Absolutely everybody. JOY 94.9 presents Absolutely Everybody. Sponsored by and presented by Anecdo, the
1: People Network, Absolutely everybody only on Joy 94.9.
0: This is Absolutely Everybody on Joy 94.9. Proudly hey, sponsored by Anecdo. Hello, this is
2: Jodie. How are you going? Thanks for joining us for the next hour on Absolutely Everybody. What have we got on today's show? We've got the Melbourne International Comedy Festival upon us again and it's been a successful season so far with some sterling local and international acts gracing Melbourne's theatres. Up with the best, we're delighted to have journalist and comedian Stella Young on the show to bring us up to speed with how her new show, Tales from the Crip, is going. Have you been out and about to see any shows? sms us on 1300 joy 940 or email on air at joy.org.au and tell us what you've been to see i'm also very excited to have some wonderful co-hosts with me today which i'll tell you about in a minute but first it's evermore with hero the time is five minutes past midday and you're on joy 94.9
0: it's
3: about you it's about me it's about inclusion absolutely everybody on joy 94.9
2: Welcome back. It's Jodie here. You're listening to absolutely everybody and the time is nine minutes past midday. Now, my special guest host today, I'm very excited, is Kurt and Stephanie. Welcome, guys. Thanks very much. It's great to be here. Hi, Jodie. Yeah, hey. Lovely to be here. Yeah. It's, it's so a
1: bit different during daytime daytime radio. Yeah, you've
2: got to put your sunglasses on, don't you? I <laughs> <laughs> don't come out into the night normally. Yeah. Um, so a bit of history with Kurt and Stephanie, who were basically there from the inception of absolutely everybody. So we've been finding our feet over the last few months. So um, yeah, they'll be visiting us from time to time to say hello. Um, Kurt has just started a new show on That's Joy right. Transpositions, which is very exciting. It
3: is
1: it's exciting. Well. It's going really well. We've had two shows so far. Yeah. It's on Tuesdays, 9pm. Yeah. Uh, so tune in and our third show is going to be great because we've got um, a guy called Nate Reed coming on who's a doctor mm-hmm. and he's also a trans man. Great. So it'll be interesting to talk to him.
2: So we're going to talk to you a little bit more at length uh, later in the show yes. about it. Yep. And Steph, of course, is still part of the <laughs>
0: Is Nothing Sacred team on Monday nights. Yes, Monday nights at 10 o'clock. Uh, we're into our third grid now, so we're very, very excited to be sticking Around um, because the group from Is Nothing Sacred was a bunch of recruits from the Taste of Radio course last year. So, to be honest, we're pretty excited to be fresh. Fresh out of the course and still be um, on air a year later and had some really great conversations and great guests. But yes, I am. It is quite a different experience being in the Joyce Studios during the day. All this sunlight coming in, I do feel like I should be wearing sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, there's windows. You can see the yes, city outside. Yeah, it's it's
2: a lot different. I can tell you. I well, actually, I have to say, I love listening to "Is Nothing is Sacred." I sit back and listen to the to the uh, the banter show, that goes on, yeah. and you know, sometimes uh, it gets. Quite Quite, quite funny, and other times it's quite intense. So, I know I, I listened to um, an episode when I was in Sydney, and I live streamed it, which was very exciting. So, yeah, it's all good. So, and we've got um, we're in in the midst of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, as I mentioned, which is it's a great opportunity for people to get out and about in Melbourne. There has been so much going on in Melbourne since the beginning of the year. I feel exhausted already.
0: Yeah, it's pretty much back-to-back festivals. That's one thing I love about Melbourne. And I was a little bit worried that there was going to be a festival lull, but yeah. then I realised that, you know, there's the International Comedy Festival, then we have the New Wave Festival, and then by the time that ends, there's the Human Rights and Arts Film Festival. So oh my god, um, that's okay. We've got ourselves yeah. covered until June, and I won't panic. Actually, no, that. there's more than that, because there's the Melbourne uh, Jazz Festival,
2: Oh yeah, more music, and I'm sure there's other ones as well. And you've got some other stuff coming up, which you'll yeah, tell us about later as well. Yeah, there's a little queer
1: events coming up yeah yeah yeah. so
2: it's just there's something for everyone and of course absolutely everybody is about sharing common interests so we love talking about what you can get out and about to do so before that we've got coming up next stella young to talk more about her show
3: it's all about you me and inclusion absolutely everybody on joy 94.9
2: and the time is 16 minutes past midday. You're with Jodie, Kurt and Stephanie on Absolutely Everybody today. And we are about to interview Stella Young, a re the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So the, the festival again features a wonderful mix of local and international acts. Stella Young's show Take Take Tales from the Crib God. I've got a bit of uh,
1: Jet lag. <laughs> jet lag, <laughs> yes.
2: That's right, Kurt. Uh, Stella's show Tales from the Crib has been a sellout with the show finishing up this weekend. Stella Young, welcome to absolutely oh.
3: everybody. Thanks for having me.
2: How are you? I'm very
3: well, very that, well. That's
2: good. That's good. I'm. I've got verbal something this morning, so you'll have to forgive me. <laughs> oh, that's all right. We'll <laughs> get through. So you must be exhausted. The show um, you're presenting is at the Darabin Art Speakeasy, and it's uh, sorry, it, that's it's presented by them. But you're performing at the North Northcote Town Hall to sell out crowds. How's it been going? Yeah, everything's
3: great. It's been really good. I've gotten really solid crowds. Um, I'm sold out again tonight, so the only tickets left are for Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Oh, that's um, fantastic! Brilliant. I've had a yeah, I've had a great,
2: great run. Well, I know that Amy, who's one of our regular presenters, who's not in today, is actually going. I think she's going tomorrow night. So, Excellent. I'll have to hear all about it from her. Um, so, the show's directed by Nellie Tom Thomas, but it's your material. So, how does that work when it's your baby and you're working with a director? Um, yeah. Do they shape it, or you know, what? What? How does that actually, that process work?
3: Yeah, well, Nellie, um you know, she's done twelve festivals. She's a very skilled, very experienced comedian, and she um, just kind of helped me because crafting an hour of comedy is quite different from your ten fifteen minute sets that you normally do on the stand up circuit in Melbourne. So it was really great to have her to help me kind of craft the show into something with a bit of a structure um, that sort of makes sense and builds in, you know, you have to have your your light and shade. Yeah. Um, So she's really great uh, at giving me that kind of advice. And she's just been really amazingly supportive through the whole festival, like coming to to almost every show and just Mm. being generally rad, really.
2: Because it would be really quite difficult, I would imagine, um, you know, doing a one-woman show and standing back and not having that support.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that festival is kind of quite a lonely time for lots of comedians. So it's been really good for Nellie and I to have each other. Like, she goes to my shows and I go to her shows. And yeah, it's, um, it's been really great. So I've, I've loved working with her. It's been my favourite part.
2: Oh, great. And what,
3: festival. So what can people expect
2: from the show? What, what, have the, what have been some of the crowd reactions so far?
3: Um, I think the crowds are, are really liking it. I don't think anyone is particularly... Um, kind of surprised because I'm known for not being particularly politically correct or <laughs> cautious about disability language or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so I think you know part of my show is really all about challenging the ways in which we treat disabled people mm. um, as a society and how um, you know how politically correct we've become with the you know intent of not offending anyone. And what we're actually doing is just making things worse, making things more difficult for
2: ourselves by being more precious about it. Yeah, and I think um, I think that transcends a lot of different um, groups. It's yeah, possibly absolutely. Kurt and I were, were talking about that before, weren't we, Kurt? About yeah about people's perceptions of what the norm is and mm-hmm. what isn't. Yeah. So, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I had to. I had a bit of a double take. The Sydney Morning Herald reviewed the show with the words nervous laughs. What, what exactly does that mean?
3: Oh, um... <laughs> Is that yeah, a compliment? They were just kind of talking... This was before my show opened. Okay. And I think they were just kind of talking about the fact that, you know, talking about disability makes people nervous. Talking about... Because yeah. people, people think that there are rules about what we can say and what we can't. And, you know, people get very kind of precious about it. Um, but I don't think I don't think my show does make people nervous. Um, I certainly get nervous as a performer, but not about my material so much as just being able to remember it and perform well and and you know lift an audience that might not be so into it. Like it's it's really um, yeah, it's it's not easy. Comedy. Yeah, like it's not like you D- know yeah. just, just get up there and have a bit of a gap for an hour. Like it's
2: oh, look, totally it'd be hard. I'm, I'm in awe of people that can get up and do do comedy at the best of times. I'm just wondering, do you the, the crowds, are you, do you think you're getting people who have had no exposure to, to this, the, the disability, uh, the, you know, these conversations around disability? Is it new to many people or are you attracting people that are familiar with your work or what sort of people are coming to the shows? Uh,
3: I think both. Like, I think that there are people who are coming because they know... That my take on disability is quite, um, you know, irreverent and they, they come for that reason because they like that. But I think that there are also, you know, I've attracted general audiences, uh, who are not, who are not, you know, aware of my work and that, that's been really good as well because people are coming not knowing what to expect. Yeah. And actually being kind of surprised by, by this, my take on, on things. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't really had anybody who has, you um, know, responded badly or yeah, you know, or said it said it wasn't funny or anything like that. So that's
2: been that's been really good. Yeah, I um, I saw a documentary actually uh, around Joan Rivers, and I actually have seen it twice. I you know, it's not that her comedy actually appeals to me, but. Or, or, or like some, some things she says are funny, but um, I just found it really interesting, her life. And there was one scene where somebody heckles her because she says, she makes a joke about um, a, dis- a disability. I can't remember what it was. And this person took particular offence to it and she got quite aggressive. And I just wondered, have you ever been heckled and how do you handle that sort of situation?
3: Uh, look, I actually don't get heckled. Yeah. Um, is interesting. Like I've talked to other disabled comedians um, mainly from, mainly from overseas, um, about, about that. And we, we're not quite sure why, uh, we don't get heckled. Um, but it just doesn't seem to be, uh, doesn't seem to be something that people feel comfortable doing, which is really interesting. Yeah. Would you, um, would you like to be heckled? <laughs> well, I mean, no, not no. really. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that, I think that also humour is really subjective and, um, people people do get offended by some of the things I say, just as people get offended by some of the things Jane Riggins says. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, where you have to be careful is making jokes about people who aren't in positions of power. So I can, yeah. I can make jokes about disability because it's my people. Yeah. And, you know, mm. but there are things that I would never say because I'm... Not part of that particular group. Yeah. Like, you know, I wouldn't make Simon someone with cerebral palsy or, you yeah. know, something that is, is outside of my experience. Um, and I think the thing that we're really learning and talking a lot more about in comedy at the moment is the fact that, you know, the subject of a joke doesn't need to be the target of a joke. There's always lots of conversation mm. about whether or not comedians can make rape jokes. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not one for censorship at all. And I think that. You know, we can make jokes about very controversial subjects like that, yeah. as long as the joke is not on the victim. As long as the joke mm. is on, you know, the perpetrators of rape and not not yeah. the victims of it. Isn't it? It's, it's
2: really like that. that's an interesting subject because, yeah, where does where do you draw the line? I guess, and you you can't really draw the line yet. It's, it's the way whether the joke's clever or not. I guess, isn't it? it yeah,
3: yeah. It's, it's how you execute things and how you, um, you know, how you frame how you frame things. I mean. I can probably imagine that that Rivers joke probably would have offended a great deal of the disability community, but mm. why should we be, why, should, why shouldn't people be allowed to offend us Yeah, we're allowed to offend, you know, other people?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Interesting time. It, it is interesting.
2: Um, so, it, on absolutely Everybody, we talk about sharing what we have in common. We focus on what we have in common as people, and I think, do you think comedy is, is a great way to really knuckle down to what we are as we are? we're all people, really? When it boils yeah. down to it, yeah,
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that you know, people people leave my show going, ah, oh, disability is not you know as simple as I thought it was, and I expected, I didn't expect so much of that to be to reflect my own experience, or, um, and I think that people walk away just going, ah, oh, that's kind of no big deal at all. We're mm. just all the same, and yeah, I think I think that's probably. One of,
2: the, one of the highlights of performing is making people realise that. Yeah. You talk, we talk a bit about... We've actually had a few discussions about language on this show, and I know that, um, you know, as you said about political correctness. Um, so, you know, we've talked... Amy and I actually had this discussion about the word carer. And because she doesn't like the word, and it's sort of it's really it's tricky with words that relate to something that somebody does, but in fact they may be offensive to other people. So how do you come to some? How do you describe something that it's it's an action or it's a role that somebody has? Yeah. But In actual fact, it can be patronising.
3: I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that I think that with that specific example, um, a caring thing is really, really loaded. Like that's a really loaded term. Mm. You don't have to care about. You know, caring isn't caring is an emotion. It's a feeling. Yeah. Um, you know, providing physical support to someone is providing physical support to yes. someone. So you know, in the disability community, there's hopefully starting to be this move towards calling people who work professionally as, um, you know, people who provide support to people with disabilities, what we have been used to being called carers, um, as support workers, personal Mm. assistants, they're people that we employ in order to assist us with our daily lives. Yeah. And, you know, we, they don't have to care. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting paid. (laughs) they like us. But, but actually, like, caring is not this benevolent thing that people do and, you know, we want to live in a society where, you know, we talk a lot about unpaid carers as well. Well, we don't want to have to have unpaid carers. Yeah. We want our friends and partners and parents and siblings to just be that. To just be those people in our lives. Yeah. We don't want to have to um, rely on them for the physical support. So that's why it's important to really, you know, nail the NDIS, make sure that we all have have access to the supports that we need. So our family
2: can just be our family. Yeah, that, that's a good point. The um the other thing that you've talked about, and again we've we've discussed this on the show, and we want to do more around um, design and the way society is designed to um well, it creates barriers for people, um, which include the LGBTI community, where if you don't fit into the norm, and it's 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 also in architecture, it's everywhere around us. Um, that they're the things that highlight people's disability or their, their um, whatever makes them different. So I, yeah. I like what you said about, um, yeah. The, if you could just expand on that a little bit, you, you've sort of talked about how, you, who, what is normal? It's society that makes you feel abnormal. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I guess that's really just about the social model of disability and that recognition that. Actually, we're far more disabled by the society that yes. we live in, yeah. by the environmental barriers that we confront every day, um, than we are by our actual impairment. Yeah. And the social model makes a distinction between impairment and disability. So disability is something that is actually socially constructed. Mm. And, you know, in our homes, are we really that disabled? Like where, we, where things are set up for us, where things are, um, you know, where things are all accessible to us, there are some environments in which I have very little disability, and other environments in which I have a great deal of disability. So yeah. it's um, yeah, it's just kind of about recognizing that we are more disabled by our environments than we are by our bodies. Yeah. And even though that's not the full story, that is something that we can tackle and change. We can, you know, we can address that. We can build more ramps. We can provide more. Uh, you know, resources in Braille. We can make sure that things have closed captioning. That there are audio yeah. interpreters. All of those things are practical things that we can do to reduce the impact of
2: disability. Yeah. Now, just quickly, I'm a bit of a fan of Rampart. Um, how's how's that going? And what? Has it, do you think that's broadening again the the audience of of? I, I love some of the discussions that you have, and I think most people can relate to it who've who've been in that position as well of being, I guess, not. Um, well, you know, politics, really, unless you're yeah. uh, male and uh, <laughs> a Tony Abbott lookalike, really, we're all yeah. on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's some really good conversations going on. What have you got planned for that?
3: Um, oh, look, there's lots of things, there's lots of scopes for discussion in the, in the disability sector, and that's what I love it. That's what I love about it is that the conversations are changing all the time. Like one minute we're talking about media representation and the role that can play in social change. And the next minute we're talking about, you know, the National Disability Insurance Scheme and funding and all of those kind of things. So it's really, um, it's great to be able to have a place where we can really flesh out the complexity yeah. of, around disability because it's not it's not simple. Like, we don't all think the same. We're not all Paralympians. We're not all climbing Mount Everest mm. and being super crypt. Yeah, You know, there's actually, <laughs> there's actually a great deal of, Diversity within the disability community.
2: Yeah, and do you find that um, that comedy, because you know you're you're obviously covering some fairly serious issues as a journalist, does comedy give you that relief?
3: Yeah, yeah, comedy is great. I mean, I'm all I've always been pretty irreverent about disability and not taking myself too seriously. Yeah. Um, and there are some things that we do have to take seriously. Um, you know, some of the discussions that we have all round up are very, very serious. But it's great to be able to discuss. You know, the wider side of things as well, and make people see how absurd some of the treatment of mm-hmm. disabled people in society is.
2: Yeah. Now I have to tell you, Stephanie has. Did you have you met
0: Stella? Or yeah, you probably don't remember Stella, but um, I think we met about five or six years ago at the Museum Victoria Christmas party, and I remember you because you and your colleagues were wearing amazing outfits that I was quite jealous of. I think there were lots of sequins. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, <that laughs> maybe two thousand and nine. Yeah. I think there was an Australiana theme.
3: Yeah, it was an Australian thing. We went as the cast of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert.
0: <laughs> it was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, it was really. That was such a fun, um, fun Museum Victoria Christmas party. They are they are pretty rocking. <laughs> I think. Mean. Yeah, it was
0: <laughs> work at the ABC. It was a very fun party. I was um I was interested actually about your journey from from that role working in public programs at Melbourne Museum through to comedy. Yeah. What, did, did, what, did you were you doing comedy at that time, or how did you transition?
3: To that yeah, position. I was doing comedy. I was doing a bit of comedy at that time. Um, but just kind of part-time stand-up kind of stuff. I, I entered RAW while I was still working at the museum and, um, you know, did a few bits and pieces around around the track. Um, but, yeah, working working outside that has, has kind of allowed me to, to ramp up the comedy stuff as well. Um, but I love working at the museum. I've got so much great material from conversations I had with kids when I was there. Yep. Like, there's a whole point, there's a whole part of my show about conversations that I had with kids at the museum, which is, which is really fun. So, yeah, I miss those guys. It's great. And Are I'm glad to know...
0: There? Oh, sorry, Steph, you, you no, she's not there anymore. You, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty great workplace. And, um, yeah, I agree that those conversations with children really make you see the world in a different way and their honesty can be quite refreshing sometimes. Totally,
3: totally. Yeah. I love that. I love having conversations with
0: kids. Um, I was working at ScienceWorks and my favourite question I, I got asked was after I'd done a show about the solar system and I asked, it was a group of grade four or fives, and I said, does anyone have any questions? And one student put up her hand and said, how was the solar system made and why? And I thought, oh, oh god, <laughs> here we go. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's.
2: Amazing. I was just. I was going to say I'm, I'm glad you both remembered the Christmas party. Clearly, you know, yeah.
0: it, was a, it was a great party, Jodie. Yes,
2: yes, but you know, you were obviously. You know, I went bright and fri- and head and bushy tail the next day.
0: <laughs> I I went as a eucalyptus tree, which was a costume I was very proud of. It was oh, a bit odd. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So... As you do, everyone yes. goes to parties oh, as eucalyptus yeah, trees, absolutely. right? Let's yeah thing yeah Yeah. oh yeah i've always wanted (laughs) to do that
2: anyway it's been great having you on this show stella and we've really run over time but that's okay because we've had a really enjoyable chat with you um so the show's on been going from the 26th of march and it's on until the 20th of april what's after the the festival for you uh
3: after festival i'm going to sydney to do a ted talk um that's exciting as well yeah
2: We've no, got Ash, yeah. Ash Beckham on uh, over the next couple of weeks. Have you? Okay. Yeah, so she's a, 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 anyway, Google her, if yeah, I'm allowed I to shall, say that. Um, so thanks so much. And please, where can people get tickets for the remaining shows, if there's any available? Uh,
3: the Comedy Festival website is the is the place to get it. So just um, or the Northcote Town Hall website, au. I think. Um, and there's... Tonight is sold out, but there's still tickets left
2: for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Fantastic. Well, all the best for that, and we'd love to talk to you again some other time. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Stella. The, uh, bye. It's, bye. It's 25 minutes to 1, and you're on Joy 94.9.
3: New to Joy in 2014. This is Absolutely Everybody.
2: Welcome back. It's uh, The time is 24 minutes to 1. You're with Jodie, Kurt and Steph. And, yeah, we were just talking to Stella Young um who was it was great she was it was really interesting to talk to her for a little while the interview was uh
0: we could have talked all, all for the whole hour couldn't we Yeah, it was certainly great to have her on the show. Such an intelligent and funny woman. Yeah, I'd be keen to go see her show. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I love her enthusiasm. It's great.
0: And the TED Talk, will be
1: that'll be a great forum. Yeah. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So we're at that time of the day. We're mixing things up a little bit today. Um, We're doing community notice board now. So this is the part of the show where we share what's on and and offer what's uh, in case you're looking for the opportunities to connect. And, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of things, and I think you've got a couple of things, Kurt, so um, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival obviously is still on, so there's heaps on still to go and check out. Um, the substation is holding the festival roadshow uh, on the 26th of April at 7.30, so book via the substation.org.au, uh And head on down there, that's an annual um, event, and that's a really good night. Um, The other thing I'll just say, it's Easter this weekend. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) lots of chocolate. Um, And I would also encourage you to go to your council, the the Melbourne What's On website, because they always have heaps of stuff on it. It goes with every city, whether it's Sydney or whatever. Go to the the websites and check out What's On, because if you're looking for something to do. I also encourage people at this time, you know, during holidays, um, it can be one of those times where people who are feeling alone, can it can highlight that when you know you're spending time other people are spending times with family and stuff so always you know stay connected with as best you can and also you know get on the line to places like beyond blue if you're feeling you know a bit down over the easter holidays
1: that's right and make sure you pop into your neighbor and say hello and yes. just check that everything's okay yeah yeah
2: so, have got a, uh, have you got anything on... Anything? Uh, there
1: is something on... YGender's putting on a queer skate day, which I'm looking forward to, and I can see Steph's face light up. Um, it's on Saturday, April 26th at 12pm, and everyone's invited. Um, it's an inclusive event, LGBTI inclusive. It's at the YMCA River Slide Skate Park in Melbourne, and all levels and abilities of uh, skating welcome, which is good because I don't know how to skate, but I would love to learn, and um, I know there'll be many beginners going so you don't have to feel like everyone's going to be an expert and you're not. There is <laughs> skate, ro- uh, skating blades and rollerblades um, tutorials and free skateboard and safety gear hire and open skate sessions, skate demos and local derby leagues uh, we'll be visiting and mm. various entertainment and also a clothes swap, which Ooh. I'm not really sure what a clothes swap I is. I think that's
0: like you bring...
2: You
1: get naked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. You could wear some clothes and bring some yes, other clothes yes. Good Maybe idea. Don't good swap idea, your stuff. underwear, Maybe not (laughs) Presumably you don't want to swap clothes with someone who's just been skating around for three hours in a sweaty (laughs) T-shirt. Well, it's like that um,
2: one man's... What is it? What's it saying? One man's trash is another man's man's treasure. (laughs) So you might have a really nice jacket that... You, you're really over yeah. and it's, you know somebody else might think, yeah, I want that and they'll give you something. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, It's like having a new wardrobe. Yeah, I could that score
1: something way yeah, better. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but this event's going to um, work to encourage social inclusion, community visibility and healthy lifestyles for the LGBTI youth community. Great. So it should be good. I'll be there, so yeah. make sure you come along.
0: Yeah, make sure you get down there. I ha- also have a contribution for the Community Notice Board. The National Safe School Symposium is happening in Melbourne on the 13th of June. So So this is an event where there's going to be students, teachers, principals, representatives from government, community sector, parents. If you're any of these people, whether you're in the community or not, um, it would be great if you could come along. It's all about tackling homophobia and transphobia in schools, and it's a national event. So there's going to be uh, students and principals and teachers from every uh, state and territory in Australia. Um, So if you want to find out more information, you can go to the Foundation for Young. Australians website so it's www.fya.org.au slash symposium check that out and you can register your interest and then you'll get an email for when you can register and it'll be great great fun
2: that is a good one and I think there's, um, there's that's really good to see the focus on young people at school
1: And at the moment uh, Joy's got more than 250 volunteers um, and we are looking at getting some new computers, monitors and headphones for our volunteer team because we all, we all work very hard and it is nice to have nice equipment and good office chairs to sit in so we're not falling off our chairs. <laughs> um, so it would be great if you could help us make this possible um, if you could donate to uh, through the Joy website or you can call one three hundred five six nine nine four nine 569 949 to make a donation and um yeah, it'd just be lovely if mm. you could put $2, $1, whatever you can do yeah. um, just to help us out so we can keep bringing you awesome shows like absolutely everybody. Yeah,
2: and, you know, community radio is so important. It just really, I think that it's um, one of those those things that, you know, you, you, we get to talk about lots of different subjects that mm. probably in mainstream radio we don't. So, I think, you know, support your local community radio station, especially Joy 94.9. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so... in. Coming up, we're going to talk with you a bit more, Kurt, about your show, your new show on Joy 94.9. But now the time's – oh, God, where's the hour gone? It's 18 minutes to one. And we're going to hear from a Melbourne girl, uh, Katie Underwood, who I didn't realise had come out as bisexual. It's all about news, people, and sharing common interests. Absolutely everybody on Joy 94.9. And this is Jodie and I'm with Kurt and Steph and we're going, we're just going to chat with Kurt now about your new show, Transposition.
1: Transpositions, yeah. Well, there sort of has been a bit of a need for a trans radio show. I, they, uh, Joy used to have Transmission, which was on about six years ago, which was a long-running show and it was very popular. Um, and I think it was hosted by a trans lady and mainly based around MTF um, discussion. So... Um, Yeah, I think there – I did taste a radio course quite recently and came out of that loving radio and loving being at the Joy office and sort of said, oh, well, you know, I'd be happy to do a trans show. If there's a need for that, I'm interested in that. So, um, yeah, we got it together and we had our first show two weeks ago. So, we've had two shows so far. Yeah. And – I think it's been successful. I hope others think, yeah. think that as well. We, we had a few messages come in and some questions being asked, so it's really good to oh, answer those. We, yeah. Do you
2: think um, the, the issues facing trans people are becoming more prevalent now? Are people talking about trans, or talking about trans, but um, more open to, to this idea of trans people in the community I don't know. What yeah. do you think?
1: I think I think it's. Um, I think people are more open to trans people in the community, just as uh, a few years ago that people were becoming more open to gay and lesbian people yeah. in the community, and there is a lot more awareness now, and a lot more people seem to be transitioning just because they know that they can do it and it's available. Um, whereas but, um, before, a lot of people weren't transitioning, and now it's sort of some people say it's a bit of a trend now because everyone's sort of you know the there's
2: cynics.
1: yeah oh, it's yeah just the
2: latest thing isn't the it? latest
1: <laughs> thing, and you know there's no more butch lesbians left in the world because they've all transitioned and <laughs> yeah. It's, but
2: do you think it's like I mean, obviously it's not about um, a trans man or, or woman walking down the street going with a sign saying that, that they're trans. It's mm-hmm. I mean from my my understanding it's more to for young people who uh, possibly school age even or primary school even who or parents of who may have a child who is potentially trans that they feel comfortable supporting that child to be who they want to be
1: yeah because
2: once you get to the adult i mean obviously there's that the, the teenagers are very important but but it's that that stage of, of early intervention so that the child is not left with these scars of having to be someone they're not. Yeah,
1: yeah. Does that definitely. make sense? Yeah, it yeah. definitely makes sense. Yeah, I think on a personal note, that happened to me a little bit where my parents didn't recognise what was happening and I was... Um, left really lost, and I just had no path. I didn't know what path to take. Mm. Um, so I had to really pick up the pieces there, and it, and it kind of left me behind a few years as yeah. I had to start again. Um, so it's really important to have a positive role model. We were talking about this on the show last night positive role models at that age, that really important age of a young teenager or um, even just before, yeah. Um, and it's great that parents nowadays are, there was especially there was a couple on uh, that show Insight on yes. the ABC um, a couple of months ago that were just supportive of their child saying if she wants to be a she she's a she, she and was just
2: delightful yeah, just she was delightful. 7 years old
1: yeah and, and knew
2: exactly who she was
1: exactly yeah and mm. her parents were Great with that. They would just let her be whoever she wanted to be, and she was happy. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's it's really healthy, isn't it? It is. Mm. Yeah,
1: and it's great just to have this radio show for there, there for people to listen to, um, there for to introduce people to trans issues, and just to let people know that oh, trans people are just people. We're just we have chats on the radio, and yeah. you know we get up to things during the week, and. Um, I, yeah, I really want it to be a friendly show for, for yeah. people.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's, it's just um, we were having a chat actually before and um, on the plane back from my recent holiday, they had an episode of Glee on and I was telling Kurt about it um, where they're, they've introduced a character, or oh, I don't know if it's this, ep- I'm not that up with all the latest, <laughs> as Kurt knows, um, but I, this character is a trans woman and the issue is something as basic as toilets. The, in this particular episode, the militant principle made it very difficult for this, this, this woman or this, this young woman uh, because she insisted that she go to the male toilets where she didn't feel comfortable. Um, and it's it's one of the discussions I've had with people about why do we have
0: to have men and women toilets well, only. Well, it's interesting that you said it's something as simple as toilets when a lot of the time in, for trans people, toilets are not a simple issue at that's all. Right, yeah, exactly. That's one of the main areas where they um, face discrimination, and I'm yeah. just... I mean, looking at the research, I'm not a trans person myself, but um, the research shows that, for example, students in schools who are trans sometimes, you know, cross their legs and go the whole day without going to the bathroom or deliberately dehydrate themselves so they Mm. can avoid going to the bathroom just because it causes them so much stress. Mm. And that's quite, quite a big, uh, quite a big deal and something that really needs to be Addressed in terms of having pan-gender toilets, or you know, saying you can go to whichever one you feel most comfortable, those kinds of things.
1: Yeah, I think any uh, female or male designated area, like a locker room or a changing room, can be can be tough and can also like you know make you a bit anxious and yeah mm. yeah
2: it's um and I and I guess that's again just changing those those narrow perceptions of what you know, having... Uh, and it's just... It's across everything, isn't it? It's like designing buildings. We were talking about it with disability. You know, why do people design it for people who can walk upstairs yeah. or whatever? So... Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Um, there's so much we could talk about today, yes. <laughs> Kurt. And um, I, I'd love to have you on again.
1: Yeah, I'd love to, to be back to talk yeah. more
2: about transposition. Won't be in a few weeks when yep. you've settled in, and yep. we can have a chat a little bit more about it. Um, I feel like we've we've cut it short a little bit because there's yeah said there's so much to talk about. That's
1: all right. We can we can continue another time.
2: Yeah. Um, anyway, the time is seven minutes to one, and we're going to play. A special request for
0: Stephanie. Yeah, Savage Garden. It nearly got cut because of our excellent interview with Stella Young earlier in the show, and I said, we can't cut Savage <laughs> Garden. No, so, yeah. special <laughs> request. Here we go. Uh, it's seven minutes to one, and you're on Joy 94.9. This is Absolutely Everybody
3: on Joy 94.9. Proudly sponsored by Anecdo.
2: And you're with Jody, Kurt and Steph and we've had a really great time and unfortunately
0: we've run out of time. Oh, no. Oh, no. So you guys will be back in a couple of weeks? Yeah, that'll be great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah we've th- had fun today. Yeah. I'm kind
0: of into this daytime radio thing. I think I could get used to it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah no, it's good. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to that one. Um, next week on the show we discuss digital inclusion for and how that's working for older people with um, our, our special guest, Sarah from Kota Vic. For more information, check out Absolutely Everybody Radio on Facebook. Facebook, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a good one. Bye.
0: Bye. (laughs) Click on the podcast tab via the new Joy
1: website for the best best of of Joy. joy. Joy joy.org.au
2: Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.